This is the UTS Podcast, an independent podcast following Cheltenham Saracens RFC and grassroots rugby in Cheltenham. Welcome, 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 welcome. Come on in, sit yourselves down, get yourself comfortable for the final time, and hopefully that doesn't sound too dark for our final show, as you enjoy the last ever season episode of the UTS podcast. As I have been for the past four years, I am your host. My name is Dan Lodge, not joined on the other side of the laptop screen by Mark Moxie Collier, although he will be heavily, heavily featured in this episode, and I'm coming to you live almost from my living room not the pillow fort i'm actually coming from the amazing reclining sofas that i've got before we get into this i want to remind you for that for the past four years the uts podcast has been financially independent from cheltenham saracens rfc everything we have done from financing the website to advertising on social media to keeping the soundcloud running to buying this kit that i'm talking to you on right now has all been paid for by us not by the committee, not by the club, or by anyone else. We've paid month in and month out, and we give you this show for free on soundcloud.com slash the UTS podcast, Player FM, Podbay, Podbean, iTunes, and many more services as well. And the only thing that we ask in return is that you share it. Post a link on your Facebook wall, on your blog if you're a blogger, talk about it on your vlog if you're a vlogger, Post it up on Twitter, into a WhatsApp group, your Instagram story, Snapchat story, text it someone, email it to someone, or word of mouth. That's also really helpful as well. This is it then. This is it. This is it. Our final season show. We've already said that there may be one or two that pop up in the future, maybe on Anchor, as Anchor is a free podcasting service. We might transfer all of our shows onto Anchor just to save us some money. But in terms of the regular seasonal content, this is it. We've had four seasons running from July right through to the following June. This finale has been delayed a little bit due to technical difficulties and uh, piecing bits together and finding bits to go in and uh, basically assembling it. It's a little bit like a jigsaw, but hopefully it's all sorted now. Hopefully it's a really fun show and hopefully you'll enjoy it and it'll be a really fitting way to end the UTS podcast in terms of its seasonal shows. Now, before we get stuck in, the music for this show is District 4 and Private Eye by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Used royalty-free under the Creative Commons license 3.0. With that bit done and dusted and out the way, I can't put it off any longer. Let's just do it. Let's go for it. For the final time, here it is, the UTS podcast. So Liam Cooper is back. Uh, almost part of the furniture at this stage with the UTS podcast. And uh, you, you started the series the, the first way back in 2016. Yeah, it's been too long. I've missed you guys. <laughs> I've missed having my say to the UTS podcast. I, th- I think that's. I think you're the only person who's missed me. <laughs> well, they secretly love it, mate. A lot of the boys give it a hard time, but actually, I think it's, it's a welcomed um, sort of like addition to the offering. I mean, they have. To be fair, they've used it quite well. It's taken off way more than we expected it to. Even if it's just hey, with the last. Last... Stats, like how many? 
how many listens did you get in the end and how many like followers and all that sort of stuff oh wow like i mean i can have a look at our soundcloud thing right now uh, i can tell you uh, our highest listener base is cheltenham which i you know is to be expected yeah. second is gloucester which is also to be expected and then our third is san francisco they love it Honestly, i find that even now like four years on i find that completely staggering we learn a little bit about local rugby <laughs> yeah oh what, a, what to the system what an awful especially with the flanders episode as well can you imagine <laughs> This this guy this guy can do what? Only the Americans don't play rugby. I think we're just covered in poo. <laughs> they've clearly heard. They've listened to this and they've just gone. We want absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> and blame them at all. No, I can't blame them either. To be fair, we we've we we've had over a knit one near enough, nearly two thousand plays in America alone. Flash. That is. It is interesting because. Especially with podcasts, a lot of people don't necessarily care about the like substance behind it. The content mm. is what they go for. So it might be a, a football podcast, but if it's got a good partner and easy listening, listen to it regardless of what you're interested in. So you must be doing something right to get an audience of people, you know what I mean, that want to listen to the content you're putting out. No, absolutely. I, you know, it's, it's so mind-boggling because i think me and moxie said right at the start like we'll probably get three listeners it'll last probably four episodes and then and then that'll be it game over we won't come back to it again and it'll be a failed experiment and here we are four years on it's it's yeah. you say that you say you say about three listeners me and you the, the two of them oh yeah to be yeah, fair, yeah. listen to myself <laughs> <laughs> what was it like for you then being on the on the first episode because I, I, from from my point of view, I was really kind of nervous because I had done nothing like that before. I'd had a little bit of radio experience, but it wasn't like recorded. It was all live stuff. So I find it really quite nerve wracking that I had to produce quality content, I guess. Yeah, I just it, it was just nice to sort of chat about local rugby. Like my previous experience in community coaching and that sort of stuff. Um, like. I sort of enjoyed talking about rugby at a grassroots level anyway. So to have a forum to say a little bit about my experiences and, and how I fit in with the Saris and stuff. And it gave me a real nice time that I was so new to the Saris that um, like it was almost felt like a bit accepted by you guys, you know what I mean? By yeah. putting as one of the characters that people around the club that aren't necessarily would want to mm. hear me voice my opinion, whether it was worth anything or not. <laughs> <laughs> they still want to hear it sort of thing so it was really nice mate really enjoyed it and I like the whole podcast scene anyway I think it's a great way to put yourself out there and have a laugh and out some interesting thoughts that mean nothing that might mean something to someone like it's just a a real good way to yeah like I say express yourself and have a bit of a laugh yeah no absolutely I mean because originally it was just something that obviously I had the university course and I was like let's do something outside of uni so let's try and look at maybe podcasting no other club at this level as far as i'm aware does this kind of thing you know hell mm. let's 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 make it a thing let's let's do it um and we umdenard who was going to be the first guest and we wanted someone who was a good talker went went for yourself 
in and... the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> well, you can only get better when you start with me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, and we'll we'll get on to the natural ability to talk in just a minute, actually. But I, I, I feel personally that, and and you know, this this might sound to some people as if I'm I'm brown nosing or whatever, but oh, I don't care. Like I, I feel like that first episode we had to get it right. And I feel like any other guest, it wouldn't have worked or it wouldn't have been as successful. Well, I think the other thing is like, and it's not anything to do with me, but the way you put them together, like give it real integrity. Like it wasn't just a rag show where people jumped on a, a microphone and spoke crap. You know, you had the structure of introducing the club, introducing the pups and what was going on in local rugby and stuff like that. And like, that's why you attracted people who were willing to come on like Rich Pure and people from other clubs. And yeah. Gareth and Wayne Coleman and stuff like that. It's because although the heart of it was you know, Sari's, you actually said that rugby as a whole has an impact, and we've had an impact on that, and they've had an impact on us. So why not embrace it? And it makes it be- a better listen, you know. So yeah. I think you guys really hosted it and and made it a, a versatile show that wasn't just about the you know members we've got really. Um, engage with the county yeah. and wider, like that's why you get listens across and across the world, sort of thing. Like I said earlier, the content you're putting out is just worth listening to. It is, I mean, that's great because we had a um, that bit of a controversial view, wasn't that, Dan? Um, yeah, one or two upstairs thought that we were, um, didn't think we were doing the right thing. Yeah, mate, there's it was two reasons people against stuff like this and it's ignorance and misunderstanding or like lack of knowledge that's it either don't think it's completely wrong and they haven't explored why it could be right or yeah that's pretty much it and they haven't explored you know i mean they they just haven't gone out there and got into it like i don't know who had against it if they'd have worked with you guys i'm sure we could have got better messaging across for the club would have only painted us in a better light oh no entirely you know, it's like your Facebook, your Twitter, you know, all them sort of social media forums that you've got. A podcast is just another chance to put yourself out there and, and promote yourself. So, Oh, yeah, completely. It, although you guys did a great job. Who knows if we'd have it a bit more. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is what it is now, I suppose. Oh, entirely. You know, it is what it is. We uh, had, you know what? You know, we had a great time making it, regardless of everything that kind of went on behind the scenes, you know, in a in a really weird way and i don't know whether it's the same for moxie but i feel like getting on the mic and just sitting down and talking local rugby or you know even international rugby with some of the guests we've had on like dre um and and some of the the wild stories that that guy has got um i feel like it's i don't know if it's the right word but like it's it's escapism for me yeah hey you make stuff like this the the people that enjoy it not the people that don't enjoy it yeah just got to brush aside. There'll always be people that disagree with or don't get on with what you're saying or what you want crack on. Yeah. And I, I think I think what we did as well, we um we, we made a conscious effort to to make it for, for family family listening because of because of the pups and, and you know or the youth and everything. We we, we made sure that um that they could listen. Yeah. I mean we, we could have gone down the route of um you know, go, going mad and, and you know saying silly things and and swearing and stuff, but we we decided not to. We wanted it to be. Say, 
Ed Moraine's episode was more bleeping than words, I think, at one point, because he was <laughs> effing and jeffing and didn't realise it was going to get edited. So, <laughs> be fair, he wasn't saying anything worth listening to anyway, but, yeah, yeah. No, he, Again, he's, he's, he's like, yeah, I mean, like, like yourself, he's a, he's a, quite a good talker. He likes, he likes to chat. Yeah, I think, it's funny, you picked a good, apart from Jack Burr, who likes to talk crap, you, you picked a good crowd of lads that would like to, <laughs> tell a story and talk some, I think Griff had a really good insight on the structure of rugby and how, you know, it all feeds through and stuff like that. And it's just good to hear other people's thoughts on it. And even some people that you'd like, you wouldn't expect, like, um, who's a good example? I don't know, but there's loads of boys who's had some great stories that you wouldn't have expected to hear. And it wouldn't have been heard, like by me anyway, and have been something like this, because it's very easy for everyone to stay in their own little groups and, you know, go over the story, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, hearing some of the people's playing careers, the guys we've played with and sort of things they've been up to, it was really interesting. And to hear how the pups are coming through and hear what they're offering to the club and how they're developing. Yeah, it's great listen. And it and it's adds a lot of value to what you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's funny you mentioned earlier on rug- rugby in the county. I suppose we're going to have to talk about it at some point. The, the county cup final the commentary i i had done one commentary prior to that and it was tragic on my own and we still get people now coming up and saying that that commentary was like the best thing <laughs> mate the, tr- the trick to a good commentary is still being a bit drunk from the night before <laughs> that's all like <laughs> all my inspiration was from that i think i had a, yeah, a few candies too many on the saturday on the sunday i, I still had loose lips so <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember what I was saying about them, apart from jumping up and shouting. But it was class day. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the thing is, I can say I, I um, I, I did a uh, a commentary on, on that on that game as well, but um, with George, and we did it watching um the video, um, the commentary on that, and we know the players, we know the game, yet we still we still struggled. But you you seem to to be able to flip in to to just get out there. Yeah, it's just saying what you see, isn't it? Commentary. It's, I don't know. I think the other thing was, and I, this, like, not, I didn't hear what you and George did after, but I think when you're pitch side, you get swept away with it. And, like, because I'd been coaching the boys all year, in my head, I was yeah. thinking the things that I was saying. So, you know, when there's an overlap, I spotted it because from a perspective behind the pitch. Yeah, that's what I've been looking forward to say. Look, lads, you've missed it, or that's there, and let's wider. The wing is not coming forward, so think about playing that point. You know what I mean? So I was basically saying what I was thinking and getting a bit at the same time. But yeah, fair play to the boys. They had a hell of a game. It's easy to commentate when you've got an entertaining game in front of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and the fact that they won as well just put another oh, cherry amazing, on top. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, um, yeah, that, <laughs> I got in a bit of trouble that night. <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah. Yeah. How many I, jars, I, how many jars of pickle did you drink? Uh, none that night, I don't think. Oh, I couldn't have been a night then, to be fair. <laughs> I wasn't good enough. No, I wasn't drunk enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, yeah, I was never allowed to, to hold the, uh, the club keys again after that night. 
Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh I think dear. not many of us have trusted them to be fair. So <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think I don't think many would be. So with the uh, with the shenanigans. And bearing in bearing in mind the, the age group involved, we'll move right along. <laughs> oh no no, that was just that was just me and me and George having a drink. Oh, just, oh uh, god. They, they, they were fine. They were they, you know, they were good as gold. No, to be fair, I, you know, I still look back and I still think that's that commentary for me is probably one of the best things I've done in terms of broadcasting. Honestly, yeah, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad it came like you enjoyed it as much because a lot of the time I sit there and think I'm just it, <laughs> but it's good that you buzz off it and Moxie and the fact that you guys call me back like means it. I'm doing something that you enjoy, so it's nice. Nice that uh, yeah, what came out. It's been good to have you back, man. So you you opened you opened the first ever show. You actually were you were you were a guest actually on the I guess the first quote independent podcast episode, and now you're closing the show. Honest man, I've been there for life. <laughs> UTS podcast from, from inception to uh, well, not death but the pause let's say i think yeah, you guys that was that. that was a july as well it was yeah, well, yeah. july 18 yeah that first one was pitch side wasn't it it was yeah that first one pitch side second and i'd only played about half so it's quite like i didn't really know i thought fuck me it's an official club. Podcast <laughs> and everything. Well, and, then, um, and, then, and then you listen to it back and you thought oh god what have i got myself into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Oh, no, and then, yeah, the other one in the studio, the gloss out of the class, uh, brilliant. Yeah, and did no, a few just... in, the chain, in the clubhouse as well. The studio's great. So it would have been good if we could have got like a live night. Yeah, it's one thing Didn't we like... did want to do. It was one thing we actually, it, with like a live audience and stuff, uh, yeah. which is what we wanted to do when it would be, go out completely unedited. We, we, I don't know if we'd be able to do it live. Um, and maybe that is something we'll come back and we'll do a bonus episode with a special guest or something and we'll do it live in front of the audience and then put it on SoundCloud or, or Anchor or whatever platform we're using and, and it'll be completely unedited. Might potentially have to bleep a few things. Um, but, you know, it is, it's still an option, I guess, on the table because I'm, I'm not entirely writing it off. Just regular programming is ceasing, I suppose, is the way you would say it. Yeah, we could, no, we, could, we could we could make a, t- a complete hash of it and put it out as the Hucklecoat Huckle, Huckle, uh, podcast. <laughs> oh dear. They've had enough of our shit taking Josh Wright. Is, is that where he's gone, is he? <laughs> yeah, he has. Yeah, fair play to him. Though. Like, he wants to stretch himself a little bit and play for, I don't know, play for another team. So he seems to be moving on. Interesting that you're a team in our league. Yeah. You know, like most boys, they, they look to move on. This isn't a knock at Josh in general. Most boys move on, tend to look to go up or maybe in region because of moving jobs or mm. homes or whatever. Yeah. I reckon pill to swallow. Mm. Well, it's been fun, man. It's been, a, it's been a small catch up for the final show. But it's been it's been fun, you know. It's it's been a wild four years, and I, I still, like I said earlier on, I still think that first episode was key to everything else. 
Well, I've enjoyed it, lads, and thank you very much for everything you've done. Keep up the good work. I don't, you know, maybe look at, but I'll, I don't think you two should write off a YouTube podcast comeback or guest show. I think we should keep an eye on this space. Uh, it is something we might come back to for sure. Good, good to hear. Not regular programming, but we will at some point. I imagine there will be a bonus episode if the right guest comes along. I mean, that's the thing. Oh. We, we, I mean, we've we've got a list, haven't we, of um of, of people that we wanted to come on. You know, if they maybe if they uh, if they say yes, then maybe we can make an exception. I think so, definitely. Cool. Well, thanks for coming yeah, on, man. It's been awesome. No worries. Thank you, gents. Coops, cheers, mate. No worries. Catch you later. See you on the balcony. Oh, always. <laughs> the UTS podcast is brought to you by... Okay, then, a really big, quick thank you to all of our sponsors over the past four years, including Tone Radio, the University of Gloucestershire student radio station, and its music festival, Gloss Tone Beret. Both of those can be found at toneradio.co.uk. Witchwood FM, the official radio station of the Witchwood Festival at the Racecourse at the end of May, start of June every year. And you can find that at witchwoodfestival.com slash information slash witchwood hyphen FM. Audio Kitchen, the cook-along podcast of soundcloud.com slash rypax. That's soundcloud.com slash R-Y-P-A-X. Cotswold Kitty Walks the Way at facebook.com slash Cotswold Kitty Walks. Wedding Days of Cheltenham at weddingdaysofcheltenham.co.uk. And lastly, but by no means leastly, the wonderful, the incomparable Jazzy Heath at jazzyheathmusic.com. Well, this is it then. Final, the final episode of the series. Yeah, shame it. It, it feels weird, man. I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but it feels really, really odd. Yeah, well, like I don't, I can't quite describe it. I get, I guess it. Like I was going to say, it's the end of an era, but it is. I so I guess I don't know whether. Yeah, I guess so. I, I guess it kind of feels normal. Well, as normal as, and we, as normal as things can feel nowadays. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Given the current climate, what is normal anymore? <laughs> um, well, we 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 literally we just we just heard from Liam actually, and he was saying that it's been it's been fantastic, uh, and he's you know so grateful to to have a part in it, and you know for me that's that's fantastic because I always worried that some guests would be intimidated by the microphone. And, you know, that's I, I guess that's a little bit of a bad wording, but, you know, some people you can have a normal conversation with and then you put the microphone in front of them and it's oh I don't do interviews. And that's just their default position. Yeah, I mean, uh, and the thing is, it's, we, we, it's we, great to have him whenever I've asked them, I've, I've never whenever I've messaged, uh, messaged them, I've never said it's an interview. It's always a chat. Yeah, always, because as soon as people hear the word interview, it becomes formal. You know, it, yeah, yeah, it really does. And, you know, that's a big off-putter for a lot of people. So we always said it was going to be a chat and never an interview. Um, I think I've used the word interview a few times with people. Um, you know, probably shouldn't have done really. But, you know, luckily enough, we've never had anyone too spooked by it. So, you know, look, looking back, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you're, you're a big podcaster, 
well, you listen to a lot of podcasts anyway. Uh, how how much of an impact did listening to podcasts have on you in order, like, in terms of coming on board with this? Was it like a straight away, absolutely, I want to be part of this? Or was it like the opposite of that and be like, oh, I don't know? Well, no, I, I think what it was, I, I definitely wanted to be a part of something or to be a part of some sort of podcast. And um, um, the route you were taking with the, with the radio was, was almost a perfect in for me. You know, yeah. Because you, you had the um, uh, the know-how and and the um, and all, all the all the hardware and the software, so it was it was easy for me really to just all, all I had to do was um, grow a pair and, and come on. I mean, I don't know. You you say that. I mean, I mean, well, yes, to to grow in a pair because you know, I, I I would be the first one to say it takes balls to get on a microphone and and do what we do. You know, a lot of people you get you get some people criticize and kind of like Liam said when we spoke to him just now that like, you know, no matter what you do, someone is bound to criticize you. And that's just the way life is nowadays with social media. And everyone thinks because they can voice their opinion that they automatically should voice their opinion. And God knows I'm probably as guilty as anyone for that. Um, so, you know, not knocking anybody, but you get a lot of people who look at it and you go, oh, you're just sitting in a chair and talking into a microphone. Oh, you just say words. And actually there's, there's a hell of a lot goes, you know, into preparing for it, especially from our point of view, because we've got a guarantee that we can get a conversation out with these guests for one, Yeah. but you've got to make that, you've got to make that conversation interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. And you've got, and you've got to make it funny and especially for you know the fact that we're a family podcast you've got to make it a bit accessible for everybody yeah totally you know? so it's 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 more than just sitting and talking into a microphone and you know you know having having the luxury of you know this portable kit that we're using and and the sauna studio that we've had for the last four last 3 years yeah you know it it makes things a lot easier than when we had just the phone but, you know, the flip side of that is when you get into the studio environment, like you said, things become very formal and people start to get a bit standoffish and they don't want to chat. And then that makes life a little bit more difficult for us. But, you know, it's 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 been so much fun. Like, what, what was it like for you coming in on... Because you weren't actually involved in the first ever episode. No. You, you, you came in on the second one. So what was it like for you, obviously, like having listened to the first one? nervous as hell you know i i, I just yeah yeah I, I i didn't know what to expect and i i just wanted to you know i wanted to to do my best but i didn't i didn't know how, how to do it didn't know what tone to take what you know how to approach it what questions to ask it was it was completely alien to me and it, it be fair very 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 quickly it it became easy because we're just having a chat. Yeah. No, that's always been the thing. Is it's you know, I, I I never I never really thought of it from your perspective in in terms like that. Is that you know, actually you might be incredibly terrified as well because you know, I'm I'm the one doing a degree, so I do this kind of thing every day, and you know, for me that's just normal stuff. But for you who actually doesn't have any experience, it's like oh Christ, I've got to do this, and I've got to do this, and I've got to sound a certain way. So I guess I never really looked at it from that perspective. To be fair, I, I think you handled yourself very well. Oh, cheers! 
Um, I, I still, I still, oh, you did. I still think um, I, I'd struggle to do sort of what you do with the with the interviews kind of pitch side, where you, you kind of rock it with a with the uh, with a Zoom kit, the microphone, and and ask questions off, off you know off the hoof. I, I think from my perspective, I think I, I I still get that that embarrassment of doing that. It is. It is. I mean, I I get it. Not so much now as I used to, but when I first started, uh, oh, it was the worst thing ever because, like, you know you've got a job to do and you know, like, how to do it, but you've still got to go up to someone and say, uh, hi, can I quickly ask you for a few comments? And that's the thing. You know? and, and you just expect this person to go, no, like, why are you wasting my time? You know, and, and, you know, nine times out of ten with some of the stuff that I've done at like the Witchwood Festival and the Glostone Beret and stuff where you interview bands and performers, they're expecting those interviews. So for them, it's just another day at the office. But for you, you feel like you're bothering someone. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and you're also, like, a, you feel like a child almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, ex- excuse me, sir, can, can I talk to you for a few minutes? Like, you just instantly feel like a four-year-old. And also, it's um, you, you have that... It's kind of like a, a between two and five minute window where you have to you have to ask the right questions. Yeah. No, entirely. Um, it's one of the things they drilled into us right at the beginning of the of the radio course. Actually, they were saying that um, you, the average listener listens for four minutes and then starts to tune out. So you've got to try and keep changing the pace every four minutes. Okay. So like it's like you know like you said you've got that small window especially when it comes to stuff like sports you know because not you know I mean I I I've done a lot of stuff in amateur sports where the press coverage just isn't there so not all of them are great when it comes to talking to the press some of them like Coops like Jimmy Mack um you know Jack Kerr probably um you know some of them are very relaxed and it's just another day for them yeah cool we're having a conversation, but there's a microphone listening into it. But there are also a lot of them, especially with the stuff we do at Cheltenham Town Ladies, um, that actually it's a very foreign concept, you know. And, and like we said before, you know, you, you get into that formality and people just clam up and you'll interview people. So you'd be like, so you, you came back from 2-1 down to win 3-2. How does it feel? And people will just go, oh, it's fantastic. Do you know what I mean? And you'll get, you'll get, and you're like, oh, I've, I've now got four minutes to fill. <laughs> and, 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 and they, and they've given me, oh, it's fantastic. Where, where do you go from that? How do you react? And, you know, that's coming from someone who's experienced in radio. You know, you've got to be able to, to, to carry those conversations when the person you're interviewing might not be helping as much as they could and again that's not a selfish or oh, i'm gonna screw this guy over if they've just got no experience of, of talking to the media or doing like interviews you know they just want it done as quickly as, as they can and, and that's where and that's where a, um, a, a decent interviewer will um will earn his money because you know it, it's up to it's up to him to to get the to get the interviewee to talk it's up, it's up to them to ask the right questions and, and you know the right tone of voice to, to get them to respond and, and to chat oh no entirely a lot of people think all the pressure is on the guest 
Not at I, all. You know, from, from, from being there and having done it, I can tell you for a fact the absolute opposite is completely true. Because if you're the guest, you just sit there and you answer the questions that you're asked, you know. And to be fair, to a degree, there might be a little bit of pressure because you might get uh, questions that you're not comfortable in uh, in answering, you know. So there might be things here and there that, oh, God, I'd rather not go too far into that. Um, But, you know, this is my answer. You know, let's move on. But then like the flip side of it is if you've got four minutes to fill and they're giving you absolutely nothing to work with. That four minutes can feel like two hours. Yeah, I mean, it's the hardest. It's the hardest thing. Yeah, th- I mean, t- talking of um, like uh, a sports interview straight after a game. There's Lee Evans does a great stand-up um, sort of part, part of it, part of his act on on that. Just going straight up to somebody who who's just I can't remember if they've either won the game or, or, or lost the game or or they've they've just finished a big race. And his first question is, "How do you feel?" And they've they've just finished a marathon, yeah. I think it is. <laughs> they're at, you know, it just there's a whole whole comedy skit on that. It's brilliant. No, entirely. Like you know, it is it is a weird thing. I guess like, I guess you know, do you did you feel that pressure a bit more? Like for me, it's I guess you know, like I said, it's kind of a little bit of another day at the office. There is a little bit. I find it depends on the guest as well, depending on who I'm asking. There are certain people that I go up to them and I think I'm I'm just being, I'm a burden to them right now, you know, um, and I could name names. I I won't. I might share some of them when when the microphone's not recording. Um, but what what was it like for you? Did you did you feel that pressure of I've got to produce gold for this guy or I've got to get oh I've got to get X amount of answers out of him or um, you know, no what, I don't, what, I don't what think was it like so. for you going in. I, I, no, I don't. I've never really felt sort of pre- all the pressure was on me. You know, it's never on you know what, what I thought of of the guests because I've, I've always asked. Well, basically, I, I try to ask everyone, but um, no, I've, I've never felt that kind of pressure. Um, I just wanted just wanted to put out um, a good show and get and get get the right questions asked and you know make it sound funny and interesting. One thing, one thing I did want to know is we we kind of briefly brushed over it with, with Liam is that like um you know our expectations going into it and I think I said something like we expected to get three listeners and you know two of them would be us. <laughs> um, what 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 was it like for you when that when that first well I guess the second episode but your first when that kind of hit the internet and was out there what was it like for you kind of you know did you listen to it and did you cringe well I, i'll be honest i did on mine i did on my my first one i listened to it back the intro the actual conversation with liam is fine it's the introduction and the finish i listen back and i cringe so much <laughs> I, I think um I, I i was expecting to to um to to do what what big dave is it is sort of expecting i was expecting to, to really be disgusted with my own voice not like it i mean a lot of the listeners might not like my voice but when i you know when i listened to it i thought oh it's not it's not as bad you know i'm not i'm not as embarrassed as i thought i would be so i, I yeah, I, yeah i really enjoyed I, it and it was, and george again another great talker a little bit quiet but um 
Yeah, that was that was your first win, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I guess did that make it easier? The fact that I or was that actually was, you know, the fact that you were, you know, you both worked in the on the youth teams, um, so you were kind of you you spent a lot of time together in coaching roles and that kind of thing. You know, did that make it easier? Was that an easier chat? It, yeah, I think it did. It, it it made it a lot easier because um, we had a lot of things to chat about, and like I say, he he, he talks very um very easily he likes he likes to say his own voice so you know it's it, it was great and and it was just enjoyable really enjoyable i listen i, I i'm trying to think i i might i might put you on the spot what you know you're oh, there are so many things i kind of want to ask and we we you know we might not have time for them all but like um if if you if you had to pick a favorite guest if I had to put you on the spot and you could you could pick any episode we've ever done, who who would it be? And and more importantly, why would it be that person? Um, do you know what? I I haven't got a favourite, and I you know I can honestly say that that I leading up to this this episode, I've I've actually sort of done a bit of homework, which is which is rare for us. I've um. I've had a look at like what I thought was my, you know, top, um, top episodes. Um, I think all you know, all the referees, uh, Matt Bayless, Phil Waters, Billy Fishwick. I, yeah, you know, who knew the referees could be so interesting and funny? <laughs> um, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll all thank you for that one. <laughs> no, no, definitely though. Like, um, like especially with Waters. Like, I feel like, um. Like I'd never really met him before. Like, obviously, I met him at the sevens, and he donated a load of stuff, which was fantastic. But I'd never really had a sit down chat with him. I didn't really know the guy, and you know, then there was we we sat down. I think literally, I think it was like the ten minutes before we actually sat down was the longest I'd ever spent, kind of in his company. Okay, you know, so for me that was like. I felt really on edge because I was like, I know nothing about this guy other than the fact that he's a assistant referee. Um, Not good his job, and, then. An, assist, an assistant referee. Um, uh, yeah, and, not a touch know, judge. And, and that was that. Not a touch judge. No, you're absolutely right. Assistant referee. But like, I didn't know. I didn't really know anything at all. So I, I guess for me, that was that was one of the ones where it was actually a lot of fun to just sit and, and listen. Um, you know, I, you could probably say that for all of our guests, though. To be fair, yeah. Um, I've, I've also, you know, know I've got... that, that's 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 part of the bit I love. Yeah, I've, is you, I've got, you I've learn got, so many things. I've got, I've got a few here on on you know these episodes. Um, Tino and Crispy, you know, I thought theirs was was, yeah. was really good. Um, guys that I've grown up with for years and years and years, even before I was at the Saris again, and for Crispy for the first singer. <laughs> um okay yeah N- no abuse um noah for it, for somebody so young he was an absolute star and you know he, he's our youngest guest um captain of the he is yeah captain of the uh of, of the team that won the silverware so um you know we had we had to have him on and obviously thanks to his dad as well for, for being there um yeah no absolutely i mean i can't even imagine the pressure we mu- he must have been feeling 
I know. I know. And to be fair, he's been he's been on a couple of times, hasn't he? So yeah, I guess the second time, you know, he kind of knew what to expect for that that first time. You know, if he if he was feeling any pressure, you sure as hell wouldn't tell. No, I mean, I think it helps that he he's, he's very keen on drama. I think that's drama at school. So, so yeah, he's um, okay. Yeah, so that helps a lot. Um, oh no, it absolutely does because uh, you know some some people get it. The art of a podcast. It's it is a bit of a performance in a way, you know. A, any interview is really, you know. Every, everyone knows that you know. As much as as much as the pressure is on us to like produce the goods, don't forget. I think chat, it's man. a little bit of giving. Wow, chat interview chat. I'm I'm thinking like for for me further afield is like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the radio stuff, is like. You know, we we know we've got to ask the right questions. They know they've got to give the right answers. Yeah, and there is like a bit of cooperation. You know, it is like it is a performance. You know, so I, I guess from that point of view, no, completely spot on. Um, hopefully, he didn't feel too much pressure. Hopefully, you know, I, I like I said, you wouldn't know. No, I mean, obviously, um, being being the is is kind of you know rugby manager at the time. I, I wouldn't have allowed. Any pressure? I, I always said beforehand, you know, if if there's anything that you're worried about, especially to his dad as well, you know, anything that um, you don't want us to ask, because because he, I think, no, was the only person we've ever given the um, the questions to beforehand, just because of his age. Yeah. That was no. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, um, you know, one of the big things we always try to say is that we like the spontaneity of the, the people don't know the questions. They might listen to previous shows and they might be able to get a bit of a grasp of, OK, I'm, I'm expecting them to probably ask, you know, what it was like growing up as a kid playing rugby or when did I start playing rugby or, you know, there, there are some of them that kind of they're the obligatory questions, right? You know, you, you kind of almost have to ask them. Um, but no, I think he was the only one. And to be fair, you know, I, I, I think probably the smartest thing to do was to give him the questions beforehand. Yeah. Um, like, like you said, to just remove that pressure. And also to get, because if, if he was, if he was going to be nervous, then he know, he knows what the question is. So he, he knows his answer already. So yeah. He, just, yeah, he can, he can worry. Yeah. But no, absolutely. Big, big shout out to Noah for coming on because, I, I, honest to Christ, I think if anyone had said to me at the age of, I mean, what was he, 14? I think so, Were they yeah. under 15s at the time? Yeah. Had someone said to me, would you like to come and be a guest on a podcast and talk about rugby at the age of 14? Mm, do you know what? I don't think I would have. No, no, to not be at totally, all. To be totally honest, God, no way. Um, no, so absolutely. Um, no, fair play. Props to him. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, Moving on, for for what he did, Chris Davis, um, his own his own pod, yes, his own pod, which was which was funny and it's in its own right and stuff. Um, but following on from that, the, the two the two serious ones that did um, him and and also with um, Kate and Dean, all about you know, mental health and, and all the rest of it. They were they were just two brilliant things to to get out there. I think in terms of feedback, I think they're probably the best that we've had. Um, in terms of listener count, I still think Griff is our most listened to show. But in terms of actually people getting in touch and saying, hey, that episode was fantastic. I don't think there's a show we've done that touches anywhere near 
the standard that that those two episodes set. I think the first one possibly a little bit more than the second because it was such a. a kind of, I I don't really know if in your face is the right terminology. But I feel like it was such a bombshell that, you know, we 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 said we're just going to put the mics open and we want you to talk as much as you feel freely, as much as you want. Um, as much as you feel confident about sharing, uh, this is entirely you. And when you've said everything you want to say, then we'll come in and we'll, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll enter into a, dis- a, a discussion, basically. Um, but I feel like it was such a, an, oh my God, like this is a guy who's been there and this is what he's experiencing. And it was such a, sh- well, I, I don't want to say shock, because I feel like people all just look into that and say, oh, they did it for shock value. Uh, it, it was nothing to do with that at all. And hopefully that's not what people think. But I feel like it was such a a change from the norm of what we normally do. And on, on a subject that needs to be talked about, probably and, you know, most arguably more than it is currently. Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, I, I think it's absolutely, probably, I would say... In terms of reaction and in terms of the topic, probably the best one we've done. Yeah, I, I would for me, in in my opinion, I, I would totally agree with that. Yeah, um, I mean, I've I've got a few others that I really like. Obviously, we we spoke to Liam about doing the commentary. I still think, in terms of an overall performance, that's still the best thing we've put out. In terms of a best guest. I I'm still swinging the bat for Andre on that one. I still think Andre's chat yeah. about Norway and the kind of international level of rugby that you, nobody and I don't mean that disrespectful, but not many people pay attention to. Well, it's, Again, it's, it's, it's kind it's kind of a, it's kind of unnoticed, isn't it? Because obviously all we have is yeah is is, is the main what probably main ten uh, ten countries. I'm pretty sure we said on on that episode, isn't it? We, we it's on the episode where we said basically that when you say international rugby, you think Six Nations, or you think the Rugby Championship, or the World Cup. Yeah, that's that's what people think when you say international rugby. And yeah, you know they don't rugby. they don't necessarily think Norway versus who was it Azerbaijan? Yeah, well, it might have been might have been Azerbaijan. Um, or Kazakhstan, or something like that, you know, or Israel, I think they played as well, <laughs> you know, so, you know, I just, I feel like in terms of, uh, that's that's the three for me, I think, the the topic, the guest, and the overall performance, those are my top three. Yeah, I mean, putting it out there. Uh, yeah, still, I mean, best yeah. guest, Andre, best performance, the commentary, because I just think everything clicked, and I don't use the word magic very often, but I felt that that was probably... And overall, the best performance, and then of course the topic, uh, Chris Davis okay. has to be. Yeah, I mean, going back to to, to my kind of list, uh, Barto, I think for his um, his knowledge on Australian rugby and and his insight into yeah. that, um, also, that was a bit of an eye opener as well, wasn't it? Also traveling all the way from us to to just come on, which is pretty good. Yeah, to be fair. I mean, fully in, fully embracing the we don't want to do it over Zoom or Skype or whatever. No, fully embracing the turn up and do it in person. So he just, he just hopped on a plane, yeah. Um, also also travelling was um, was Tony, Tim Tunnicliffe. 
he actually came all the way yes, up from came up from he came all the way up from London that day and went back again afterwards. He, yeah, he did, yeah, because we, we loaded the stuff into the car and then he was like, I'm off back to London now. He actually... I was like, I was like, what? He, he, he came You've up traveled all just for that. Yeah, that's dedication right there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that was great. Obviously, I, I then went on to his his podcast. Um, that's right. Yeah, get a load of that, the Amateur Rugby Podcast. That's um, yeah, fun to listen to. Out. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. He he says that, ladies and gentlemen. He might be a bit biased on that one. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean the, the the comedy pods really were Griff, um, Moron, Flanders, Scouse, and the Lions tourists. That they they for me are kind of up, up there with the comedy. Oh yeah. I mean, there are, to be fair. If you were to say there's a funniest episode, I think we could be here all day debating it. And um, like, like I said, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not championing any particular podcast, any particular episode. Um, I, I, you know, I love them all, and, and they've all been great to be part of. So I'm not, I'm not going to say this is my favourite. They're all my favourite. Oh no! Don't get me wrong. I absolutely, I'm, I'm immensely proud of all of our episodes. Um, I just, you know, some things are different for different people. I think those are the three, the, the three for me, um, those three categories are what I look for in a podcast. You've got to have the right topic. You've got to have the right guest and it's got to be done properly. And for me, those, those, the three that I produced were probably the three for each category. That's not to take away from anyone else's show because, you know, it takes balls to do what, to do what we do. Um, it's not for everybody. No, not you at know, all. If you if you if you if you go and try and do your own podcast, whoever is listening to this that is considering it, um, by all means have a go. But like, respect the medium, I guess, because it is it's not an easy, it's not a just rock up and wing it kind of thing. I think again, like we said, a lot of people think it is, but it's really not. Um, so yeah, I'm not taking away from anyone's episode. It's just those those are the three that stand out in my mind. But, you know, all of our guests have been great. I don't think I've ever finished a show and gone, oh, that sucks. Or, oh, that was definitely not the right guest. Or, no, not at all. You know, any, I don't think there's ever been anyone, realistically, where I've just, I've, I've finished it and I've just thought, oh, that was terrible. I don't think we've had it. I always suspected there would be one. Okay. Just because I'm just su- such a goddamn negative about everything. Um <laughs> You know, because that's just the way I am. I'm automatically, I just think I'm programmed to pick out the negatives. So I always expected there to be, but there never was. So I guess in in that, on those terms, it's happy days, you know. And again, like with the listener figures, you know, with the fact that we've been listened to in places where I don't even know if they play rugby, places like South Korea and Turkey, Brazil. I know Brazil do have a team. Um, you know, the fact that we've got an established presence and following in the United States. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, when, when you, when you look at what we set out to achieve and what we've actually achieved, I can't see any way that this could be considered a fail. Possibly financially, but it was never about making money. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't even consider that. I mean, if we could have made money from it and it could have been self-sustained, awesome. But that was never the goal. The goal was always about sharing stories, 
And, you know, like Coop said, you know, giving people like a 15, 15 minutes of fame, you know, and sharing the stories that they might not have heard had they just been chatting up the club or whatever. So, you know, I personally consider it tick, tick, tick in all the boxes. I can't, I literally, people can email in if they want and try and tell me ways in which we failed. I'm not buying it. I will, I will fight anyone who tries to tell me that this podcast was a failure. <laughs> quite honestly, I am honestly. I'm just not having it. I'm not having it. I, I genuinely think from what we, what we aimed to do and what we have done, it's a success by a country mile. Yeah, I, I, I think the the only, the only, not failure, but the only thing we we haven't done that we wanted to do was was get more guests on. Yeah. Um, I've got. I, I I actually um did a little bit of a list of of all the guests that we we kind of missed out on. Um, That's right, because we did we did draw up a list right at the beginning, and there were a few notable names that we couldn't quite get on. Um, because you know, for one reason or another. I mean, do you want me, do you want me to? Uh, yeah, I, I can give you the list. Yes, actually, right here. If, if you've got the list in front of you, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, the the two that that really, really, really would have loved to have got on, but unfortunately that's that's not going to be possible. That's uh, JC and Woody. Um, the others that, that that we haven't managed to, uh, Pitters, Nelly, Cross and Mudders, would love to have got those on. Uh, Big Dave. Yeah, those, um, those would have been fantastic. You know, he, he's, a, he's a massive favourite of everyone. So it's a shame that he he, he didn't want to come on. Uh, Russ as well, Russ Morrison. Yes, to be fair, we we did try and we did try and get him on. That wasn't necessarily a him not wanting to. That was just our schedules never really aligned. No. Um, yeah, the, the committee either either individually or, or all together. Um, a few of those. Um, Absolutely, Terry Terry Beaver. If Terry Beaver's listening to this, <laughs> yeah. He knows. He knows. He literally. We. I tried to get him on a couple of times. <laughs> um, another one. We, he honestly. He's a, he's, a, he's a slippery devil. Yeah. Another, another referee. Um, Chris White. We want. We wanted to get to get his take on on world rugby and refereeing and, and you know being the number one in the world at the time. Uh, unfortunately, that obviously that hasn't happened. Uh, D- Dean Bird, who, who came on with with Chris, we, we, we would have liked to have got him on his on his own, but. Uh, um, that was just another one where well. we just we yeah. just couldn't make the yeah we just couldn't get the dates to line up could we no it was discussed we we did we did discuss it in quite a bit of detail actually I think um, and it was just one of those ones I think it just came it, it it was it was over the summer la was it last summer or the summer before I think and it was just it was one of those ones where the university had closed. So we just weren't quite able to make it happen. No, unfortunately. Um, I think the wives and girlfriends might have been a, uh, <laughs> interesting. I really, I really wanted to make that happen. Maybe we should do in the future. Yeah, there's always one. Or, or, or maybe not. I don't know. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly not. Um, I mean, we, we've we've gone four years without ending up in court. Maybe we should just quit when we're ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Dan. Yeah. Um, again. One that I know you'd like to have got on, Bucko. 
Yes, definitely. Uh, I think that would have been a that would have been a really really fun episode. Then there's two there's two here that that would have maybe been a bit of a bit of, a bit mad. Uh, Loaf and Cybertridge. <laughs> um, oh god, we, we you could do you could do like a three parter with Cybertridge on his own, couldn't you? Yeah. Um, Rob, Rob Fiddler, obviously <laughs> as well, ex Gloucester player. I'd like to I'd like to brought more more of the youth um, players on to get their perspective on on rugby, especially now going into senior rugby. Um, another lad, um, Ben Hyde, who, who was my the, the player that I I think is the best player I've ever played with um gareth, gareth davis as well the um the welsh winger who again just scored tries for fun and one that always said he's, he's got nothing to talk about kiwi yeah I'm, I'm not buying that for a fact either honestly a couple of cans in him and he'd have loads of stories on the balcony not buying that absolutely refuse to accept that he didn't have any stories to tell Maybe, maybe if we can get a bonus episode, maybe that's the one to chase up, because him, him trying to claim that he doesn't have stories to share is the biggest lie in the world. He absolutely does. He genuinely, I'm not having that. If he's listening, Kiwi, please consider coming on, because I think you would, you would be a very popular figure on the podcast for certain. I mean, if you know, if if there are some of these that that do want to come on in the future. You know, maybe maybe we'll make it happen. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, it's we we've said it a couple of times, possibly on this show, definitely on the last show. Anyway, is that you know, it's not an official end. It's maybe just a holiday. Maybe it's you know, we don't come back as a, as a regular series, but it'll be, you know, once every so often we'll ha- we'll have one appear out with the blue. We've we've managed to get this guest agreed to come on. Here it is. You know. Um, I you know I don't know it depends it depends who wants to come on what stories they want to tell it's all very up in the air at the minute yeah I mean at, at the minute we're just um yeah we're not we're calling it a bit of a bit of a break then. yeah I I would say it's a little bit of a break uh, I I I've got no plans to return as a series but if the right guest comes along and we can get the right person on board uh, we'd be silly to say no to it it's it's a never say never i guess you could say but i don't know in terms of returning as a regular thing no okay yeah 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 yeah. that's that's fine you're you're the boss it's it's been it's been weird man like it's it's this is like it feels like the end of like like the proper end, you know. Well, not so weird, Dan. Not yet, because you know you've got to be put on the spot, haven't you? Oh God, damn! I was waiting for this. Um. But, yeah. Okay. First, before I go into the quick fire, um, what are your top three non-rugby podcasts? My top three non-rugby podcasts. Oof. Um, well, the one of them I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, hopefully not plug too much, because um, if anyone goes and listens to it, they will see 
a very definite similarity between his style of presenting and mine. Um, I'm, believe it or not, I'm a massive fan of the art of wrestling with Colt Cabana. Um, not particularly for any reason, but there was a, a couple of episodes, you know, when you've got the likes of Stone Cold, when I used to watch it as a kid, um, Goldberg, that kind of thing. I was just a massive fan, so I was like, well, I'll have a little listen to that. Uh, and we'll just we'll just see what you know if there's any mad stories from you know the 90s or whatever that that crop up and then I started listening to more and more and they've had a massive a massive impact actually a massive influence on on this podcast so um, I would say everyone if you're a if you're like a fan of professional wrestling or you were as a kid uh, it might be one to check out don't listen to his style of presenting too much because you'll definitely see that I basically ripped it off. <laughs> um, my second favourite podcast. My second favourite. This is a doozy. I can't remember. I think it was called Convicted. I don't know if it's still available anymore. Um, it was basically a slightly dramatised podcast about a guy who was... He, he's basically, he's been put in jail. I don't know if he still is in jail. Um, I've not listened to it for a good couple of years, but I was hooked f for quite a while to this podcast. And it was basically, he was accused of a crime. I think he was accused of murdering his daughter. He maintains his innocence. And apparently there are like fairly chunky bits of evidence to suggest that he might be innocent. But there are also circumstances that suggest he could be guilty and there's like interviews with the cops there's interviews with that guy there's interviews with the family and it's all it's very suspenseful which is which is fantastic which is you know I've never been into those very much but there was there was something about that that really caught my attention so go and have a look for that I think it might be convicted I think it's available on uh, Apple podcasts and my third one my third one. I'm actually going to put it out there. Actually, um, I've spoken to him once or twice in the past. Actually, is Sport Plus Life. It's like, I think it's Sport Plus Life or Sport and Life uh, by Ed Draper. Actually, he works for Sky Sports. He lives in Cheltenham. Uh, he's done uh, a few episodes with former Cheltenham players, with current Cheltenham players. Um, him and his daughter are big fans of Cheltenham Town Ladies. So we've had little bits of interaction with him here and there but he does some really good ones if anyone's a Cheltenham Town fan or he does local I think Gloucester Rugby he's interviewed a few guys from Gloucester Rugby as well if you're into those and it's very much the similar kind of thing as ours where it's you know tell us about your experiences tell us about your playing days um, I fully recommend uh, going to check that one out as well so that's my that's my top three okay um yeah, I'll, I'll give you my top three. Uh, Taylenders. That's a, a cricketing podcast that, that involves um, Jimmy Anderson. That's that's really good. Um, two. I'm, I'm surprised that you... I'm not... Well, I am surprised that I'm not surprised at that. I'm surprised... I'm not surprised at cricket because I know you're such a big fan. I'm surprised at the cricket podcast, though. Okay. But yeah. continue. Um, number two, this is... This is one that I've been listening to for years and years. The one that probably wanted to get me into into podcasting. Um, it's called The Fighting Cock. 
great name. Yeah, it's all about Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur. So, uh, oh, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> Mo- mainly, mainly moaning about it because they're you know, <laughs> they're not always very good. And uh, my, my number one is um, Atletico Mints. Isn't it? It's just so funny. It's um, Bob Mortimer, and his his, his just um, is nonsensical comedy. It is so funny if you if you can listen to that any any apart from ours and apart from Tony's, listen to Atletico <laughs> Mints. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The quick draw quiz. There's no point in me avoiding it, is there? Let's no, be honest. You're always going to get. Oh God! You're always going to get it. Okay, Dan, we're on for the quick fire quiz. Okay. Red, white, green, or blue? Green. By a mile. Yeah, I put that in because I knew that. But anyway, okay. Bacon or sausage? Bacon. Surf or turf? Uh, I like the beach, so surf. Rolls Royce or Aston Martin? Oh, I'm not a car guy. Uh, I ooh, Aston Martin. Football World Cup or Olympics? Uh, Football World Cup. Elvis or the Beatles? Oh, God, I like both. Um, Elvis, Elvis. Correct. Devil in Disguise. I've got I've got a thing for Devil in Disguise. I like that song. Oh, do you? <laughs> okay. I'm not singing it. I'm not singing it. Just to state that right now. <laughs> that's not happening. Okay. Um, I just like the song. That's all. Australia, New Zealand or South Africa? Ooh. New Zealand. Okay. Burger King or Burger Star? <laughs> uh, Burger King. I had. Yeah. Uh, let move on. <laughs> I won't admit to how many I've had recently. Um, I'm pretty sure I've paid for somebody's college education through my payments, though. Uh, only Falls and Horses or Faulty Towers? Ooh, Faulty Towers. Rock, paper, or scissors? Rock. North or south? South. Um, as you don't drink gin, uh, the cucumber question won't, <laughs> is not going to work. So, gherkins in burger, yes or no? Absolutely not. No way. Wrong. Um, Gaelic football, hurling or rugby? Oh, Christ, man. Oh, Oh, now, hold on a minute. In terms of playing or watching? Either. Oh, you mother... Um, in terms of playing, rugby, because I've tried Gaelic football and I am terribly bad at it. Um, hurling is something you've got to have grown up with, so I, uh, I'll be up front and I don't have the testicular fortitude to attempt that. In terms of watching, hurling all the way. Uh takes a takes a lot of skill such a fast game as well oh it's ridiculous man oh honestly and you know my my family come from a big hurling background in leash um although that's that's like being the the the, the best looking man in the burns unit because we've won nothing for 105 years so (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i mean like it's it's yeah it's we, we come from royalty in leash or hurling royalty in leash but Unfortunately, it's not worth an awful lot because they never win anything. Um, 
but no. So playing playing rugby all the way, watching hurling because it's just an unbelievably skillful game. Okay, Marmite, love it or hate it? Love it. Correct. Um, this one, possibly no already. Um, Cheltenham ladies or Cheltenham Saracens? Oh, you evil. Uh, to be fair, I like both. Um, with my current commitments, Cheltenham Town ladies. Um, yeah, there, there are there are a multitude of reasons uh, for for either option, uh, but with my with my current uh, workload, uh, Cheltenham Town ladies just pip it. I think. Okay, okay, right. Favorites. Oh no. Favorite joke. Favorite joke. Oh God. Why are pirates called pirates? <laughs> I don't know. Because they are. <laughs> you can... Brilliant. Uh, there are so many bad ones. <laughs> okay. There are so many bad ones. I could probably I could probably list a few, but <laughs> I've got plenty of really bad ones. But I like them all, so I'm I'm justifying it that way. Right. <laughs> Favorite song intro. Ooh. Favorite song intro. See, you, we usually get a lot of Enter Sandman on this. I'm going to go with Cult of Personality, Living Color. Never heard of it. Ah, oh, it's great. There's a little bit of a talking intro to it, which is a sound bite of uh, President Kennedy. And then it's just straight in, heavy guitar, proper in your face. I love it. Okay. If you've never heard it, if you've never heard it, go and check it out. Living Colour, Cult of Personality from the album Vivid. Right. Favourite fancy dress? Favourite fancy dress. I've never been much of a fancy dress person, to be honest. Um, I I don't usually do fancy dress because I'm always way off the mark with it. What I find funny, a lot of people don't really find funny. They just find it stupid. Um, my favourite one I've seen, though, is uh, I remember when the lads went out on some kind of day out to somewhere i can't remember where it was and leroy hughes dressed up as the ultimate warrior was that was that honestly was, i st i still laugh now i think i think uh yeah we had, I, that was billy burns's um kind of initiation with the sarius i think it might have been yeah i think you're right yeah i think it was yeah. i remember they, they did like a video Johnson, where that's right that's right yeah he did because <laughs> they they did the video and the, everyone had to come up and introduce themselves, and he came up and introduced himself as Roger Harris. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That's the, it's the one thing I remember from that video more than anything. But yeah, Leroy is the ultimate warrior. That's my favourite I've ever seen. Brilliant. Okay, favourite drink? <laughs> Ooh. Ah, oh, that's a hard one. To be fair, I, I've, I've Dr Pepper. There we go. Let's not get into a discussion about it. Okay. Favourite town or city? Ooh. Oh, that's, ooh, that's a hard one, to be fair. Actually, I quite like Torquay. I know that sounds like a really naff answer of all the places I could possibly name. Is that why you answered um, 40 Towers? Actually, funny enough, it's it's not. But actually, that's a hilarious connection. I didn't think of that. Um <laughs> No, it's uh, the, one of the first away games with Chantertown Ladies last season was to Buckland and it's just on the outskirts of Torquay. 
And then we ended up jumping in the car and going to Torquay Seafront and having chips overlooking the beach. And I just remember looking around and I was like, this place is great. Never been before. So there you go. I, I've been to Torquay on rugby tour. So, yeah. Okay, we'll move on. Um, yeah. Does that mean does that does that mean you remember Torquay or not? I can't tell. <laughs> Some of it. Because, I mean, you say you've been there, but it's on rugby tour. So you remember the hotel, basically. Well. <laughs> um, okay. Be very careful how you answer. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favourite rugby ground? My favourite rugby ground? I've not been to that many, to tell you the absolute truth. Um, Ulster's is very nice. The Kingspan Stadium. I went uh, a couple of years ago. Just after Billy signed for the Max, uh, actually, uh, the family went over for a completely unrelated matter. I went a couple of days before to check out that game. Yeah, it's Ravenhill's been really. It looks really nice now that it's been done up. So I'd probably say, probably say Ulster Rugby, the Kingspan Stadium. Okay, I wonder if you'll um, if you'll say the same as virtually everyone else. Uh, the worst rugby ground you've been to. <laughs> the worst. Ooh. I don't know. There have been a few bad ones. Uh, I think Ashley Down was bad. That's probably the one. Ashley Down or Bishopston, because they're kind of on the same, they're in the same kind of area. And it's just, it, they're not, it's not a nice area. <laughs> like, I, I literally, like, we. Well, I've only been there once and I've never felt more vulnerable in all my life. Yeah, like, I was like patting, I was patting all my pockets down every 20 minutes. Yeah, I think we played there, and you have to um, you have to take the burnt out cars off the pitch first for the game. I mean, to be fair, we we didn't have that, but we were. I think, as far as I remember, we were very close to an electricity pylon, which which had me worried. Nice. I mean, my, I, I've got enough working against me without uh, you know some kind of electric deformity <laughs> of some kind. Um, okay. Um, Elect- electric shocks. Uh, a favourite stag do at all? Uh, I've never really been on either, so I, I guess that's hard to tell. Um, have I ever been? I don't think I've ever been on tour. That would involve a level of money that would be way beyond my reach. <laughs> uh, pass. I don't think I've ever been on, on any, to be honest. I've never been invited on a stag do. I don't drink, so I would end up just babysitting everyone. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Um, Actually, I can't. I can't. Well, I'll, I'll give you my my best night out. Um, not that I have an awful lot to pick from, mind you. Was when I when I finished the access course at Gloss College, um, and we ended up we ended up trying to get into moves, and it was a, a group of the students. There was literally about six or seven of us tried to get into moves, and they wouldn't let us in. So we we ended up going next door to Fever and about three, we were in the door literally about three minutes and then one of our tutors turned up <laughs> and spent the rest of, and spent the rest of the night in Moose with us. We were there until about four in the morning and then I didn't have any money for it. Then I didn't have any money for a taxi home. So I had to babysit drunk people and then walk myself home. Oh dear. <laughs> it was, uh, but again, it was watching drunk people do drunk things. So there was a lot of entertainment. I won't go into detail. Okay. Um, but there, but there were, there were some funny moments. <laughs> right. Um, 
included including from one of the tutors and i can't i can't say what he said um but it was the last thing i expected to hear from a tutor when speaking about another student actually but we'll move on okay um i've said i've already said too much yeah worst moment in rugby oh worst moment in rugby um Oh, possibly seeing the inside of Mark Harris's leg, I think. That was pretty grim. Okay. Um, uh, oh, mind you, to be fair, oh, God, probably probably as well as uh, the, the combination final up at King George V where the Norton lad broke his leg. That was horrendous. Being at St. Mary's Old Boys as well when Liam O'Keefe... Uh, broke his neck as well. That was particularly horrible. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's been a few to be fair. Probably more negatives than positives. Okay, you're, you're... just a bit, just a bit grim. Right, your your best moment in rugby. Ooh. My best moment in rugby. Well, to be fair, I didn't really play an awful lot. Um, I think covering the season on social media for the season we went up. So that would have been, well, that would have been what, 2013, 2014, I think. Okay. So, something like that. I think, yeah, covering that on the sidelines on Twitter, the season we got promoted, that was that was a lot of fun, actually. Um, you know, just to see it unfold and go down to the last day, like in terms of creating social media drama about it now, I really wish... I was in that position with the club now as opposed to as as I was back then because I feel like I was very green. Like nowadays I would have made a massive song and dance. And looking back I probably didn't make enough of a song and dance back then for considering how big the game that that final game at Long Levens actually was. Um and you've you've probably got all the combination cup finals in there as well to be fair. Um watching the seconds against Breeden up at the north come back in the second half with, you know, the fight back of the century. Uh, that's probably, to be fair, there's probably loads I'm forgetting as well. That's, that's not a slight on anyone. It's just my life's a goddamn blur. <laughs> I can't tell you what I, I, I can't tell you what I did last week, let alone three years ago. Okay. What's your favorite rugby song? Ooh. Oh, I, t- oh, I tell you, uh, actually there was one from when, when I used to work behind the bar James Taylor used to introduce it all the time. The Jesus can't play rugby. That's one of my favourites as well, to be fair. Yeah, and but like not even so much for the song. Like the, the majority of it for me, the funny part was the hilarious things people would put in. Jesus can't play rugby because then there would be like a pause, and then it would just be like shouted out by someone. Uh, his sandals didn't take studs. Or his head. His head. He's only got twelve friends. Jesus can't play rugby because his headwear is illegal. That kind of thing. (laughs) Pontius Pilate was on the committee. Was one of my favourite ones of all time. I can't. I can't remember. I think that was Daryl introduced that one. Actually, Jesus can't play rugby because Pontius Pilate is on the committee. There you go. (laughs) Honestly, just. All the creative ones, ones like that, where it's where it just gets ridiculous. But like the more lash they get into them, the funnier the things become. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's great. There's a, yeah, there's a couple of couple of them like that. 
Um, okay, right. <laughs> your your favourite player of all time. Oh, my favourite player of all time. I don't know. It's hard to say. There have been quite a few. Um, I would probably say. Well, I think I. I'm kind of obliged. I think O'Driscoll. I think he was just magic to watch. Yeah. Really nice guy. Yeah. Brian O'Driscoll, favourite player of all time. Uh, yeah, as an, as, an, as an Ireland fan, that's just quite an easy question, isn't it? I, either that or, well, probably, possibly Shane Byrne uh, because he played the same position as me. I also like John Hayes as well, the prop, because he literally, every time, any game you ever see him, the pre-match, you know, they have the national anthems in that, and he would just burst into tears every single time. Like, so you you can see before they even kicked off how much it means to him that he's out there on the park. Um, so, yeah, those will probably be my top three. O'Driscoll, um, big, big John Hayes, the prop, and, of course, Shane Byrne Hooker. Okay, moving on. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? Ooh. Maybe, oh, I don't know. I, I, I feel... I'm in, two, I'm in two minds about it, if I'm totally honest. Half of me wants to say, don't be such a chicken shit and just get out on the field and enjoy it. And the other half acknowledges that I actually probably played more of a significant role off the field and on Twitter than I did when I was on the field. So part of me says, stop being such a sissy and get, out, get your boots on and get on the field. And the other half of me says, just acknowledge that playing is never much of a reality for me and actually your strengths lie with the keyboard in front of you so I, I'm, I'm kind of torn between those two I'd like to have played a bit more um, but at the same time I you know I loved being able to you know organize the sevens maybe maybe that's actually that's that's advice the advice I need to give myself is get stuck into the sevens organizing and stick with it. Okay. Right. If you could attend any sporting event, what would it be and why? Oh, wowzers. Um, any sporting event. I, I really, actually, I would have liked to have been there for Ireland versus New Zealand in the Aviva where Ireland absolutely destroyed them. Okay. But I'm also t I'm I'm t I'm torn between that game and the one in in America where they beat them. But then, like the flip side of that is their fans are always like, "But we had our you know x amount of regular first team players were out with a squad. You beat a weakened New Zealand, you know." So the Aviva one for me, where they brought a full strength squad and they got turned inside out. But then Ireland peaked too soon, so <laughs> I guess you know who who had the last laugh in the end, you know. But no, that one, because I feel like the energy, you could feel it through the television. And, you know, you you might never see an Ireland performance like that again. You might never see New Zealand get a paste in like that again. Chances are you won't. No. You know? So I feel like that would probably be the one, the first choice every time. Okay. Have you ever been mistaken for someone famous? <laughs> oh, God. Actually, I have. Um, I've been told I look like Nick Frost. So anyone who's ever seen Hot Fuzz or Shaun of the Dead right, okay. or Paul, 
I I basically I look like I look like Danny Butterman from Hot Fuzz. But I also got told when I when I went to Croke Park to watch uh, Leash and Carlo in the Gaelic football, I got told I I looked a lot like Eddie Peckles the golfer. I have googled him since, and I don't think I do. But this guy was absolutely certain that I was his doppelganger. <laughs> okay, right. Which crisps make the best sandwich? Oh, now I f- I feel You've like got a theory on this, haven't you? I do. I think it comes down to it comes down to brand. I'm telling you now. This is this is a thing, right? In terms of flavour. I'm torn between smoky bacon and salt vinegar, but, and this is, this is the, but this is the big deciding factor. It depends what brand, because I think Walker's salt and vinegar make the best salt and vinegar sandwich, but Aldi's own brand smoky bacon make the best smoky bacon sandwich. So take from that what you will. Okay. Um, <laughs> right up. If you were a drink, what would you be and why? Uh, probably absinthe because I'm irritating as. Okay, <laughs> um, who, <laughs> who would play you in a in a film about your life? Yeah, I think so. Either either that or Tom Hanks. But like, if Tom Hanks were to reprise his role as Forrest Gump, uh, I think would be the nearest to it. Nick Frost, I think, because I've been compared to him before. <laughs> Ru- I've been told it's a compliment. Apparently. Okay. I'm not entirely sure it is. Right. <laughs> which which three people, dead or alive, would you have a dinner party with? Ooh, which three people? That's actually that's actually a really, really tough one. Um I've I have I've given this one a lot of thought in the past, actually, but my mind's kind of going blank at the minute. I'd I'd, I'd be tempted to say Steve Irwin. The crocodile hunter guy. Yep. Oh, and I can't think of anyone else. So I probably, in a real sissy, wuss approach, uh, probably my grandparents, actually. Be nice to have them back again. Mate, that's, it's an answer, isn't it? That's, everyone's different. Everyone... I mean, I got, God forbid, I wouldn't do the cooking. We'd have to order some kind of takeaway. I wouldn't be the one doing the cooking. But no, I definitely, you know. I, th- I think, you know, it'd be great to see Nan and Grandpa again. That'd be great. And I think to have to have an actual chat about kind of like Steve Owen's career and stuff with the man himself would be pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. There's, prob- there's probably loads more and there's probably some that will come to me at like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that, oh my God, I should have said this guy. Maybe I'll address it in the in the the final words. I don't know. Um, next okay do you have any superstitions <laughs> uh, I, I can't walk over three drains if there's three manhole covers connected I have to walk around them I know some people say you can walk over two but you don't step on the third uh, no no for me you don't walk on any of them and if you do you have to say toast toast um, yeah alright it started I'm going to just put this into context uh, really quickly it started off with a friend of mine at school tom davis a big shout out to tom used to live down the road from me uh, he's moved on to ex- other things he's a tree surgeon now 
Uh, he basically put it into my head that if you walked over three drains or walked over any part of three manor hall covers that were connected, uh, you had to say toast or else it would bring you bad luck. <laughs> and honestly, it, st- it started out as a joke and now I'm 29 and I still can't walk over three of them without saying it. Do you know what it's like to have to take your headphones off in the street and whisper it to yourself? Yeah. You get some properly funny looks, let me tell you now. Oh, okay. Um, right. It's not all, it's not all peaches and cream being me, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you rather know a lot about a little or a little about a lot? I'd quite like to know a little about a lot. Okay. Would you rather have biscuits for toes or what's it for fingers? Uh, I'd go biscuits for toes because I'm so inflexible that I probably wouldn't be able to get to them anyway. Okay. If I've got Watsits for fingers, that's all I'm going to eat. Just just nibble on my fingers all day, and it'll be a nightmare. <laughs> right then. Put in, I'm putting proper logic into this, you know. Oh. <laughs> I want to see your logic. I want to hear your logic for this one. Your favourite. Oh, sh- oh, God. Would you rather fight the White Twins one off the other or fawn Sean Marins at once? Uh, I don't. I don't think I could take either of the white twins, even one at a time. But I, f- I feel. I feel like I might stand a chance with Sean because I'm a little bit heavier. So I feel like I could. I could probably get away with it. Just, just have the first one come at me, kill the first one outright, and then kill the others with the first one's dead body. Move on. <laughs> Would you rather go? Bold? I, I got. I got dark awfully quickly, didn't it? <laughs> Would you rather go bold or uncontrollably curly? Um, I, I, I've got a bit of. I'm not going to lie. I've got a little bit of a bold patch coming on at the at right at the top of my head, um, near the back, which I can't quite always see. But every now and then, I'll like I'll like touch it, and I'll be like, oh no, I keep forgetting that's there. I think it's because I wear my hat pretty much every time I leave the house. Uh, I don't remember the last time my hair saw sunlight, so. I, I, I guess uncontrollably curly because I guess I could at least try and cut it. <laughs> okay. Whereas it, whereas if I've got bold, if I go bold, there's no going back, right? Well, there are certain places. <laughs> um, well, I, oh, I don't know. Would I go bold and do a, a Roger Harris comb over? No. No, we'll go curly. Okay. Curly's the way forward and then at least I can trim it. Right. Would you rather support England or France? <laughs> oh, God damn. Uh, I'm not a big fan of either. Um, if I had to, probably France. <laughs> okay. I, just, I can't. Even now, even now, the last episode, I still can't bring myself to say England. Okay. Um, who that you know at the Saris would be uh, voted out first on Big Brother? Who would be very like first? I don't. I don't know. Ah, oh, probably Jack Kerr. Because <clears throat> I feel like, like the, probably for the same reason that everyone else has said Jack Kerr. To be fair, because he would just he'd drive you mad after a while. Okay, and who would win it? Uh, I reckon. I reckon Betsy. <laughs> I don't know if we. I don't know if we've ever had anyone say Betsy before. Nope. I genuinely Simon Simon Betridge. I reckon everyone loves drunk antics don't they 
everyone loves it when you get a little bit of drink in you and you start doing funny things i reckon i reckon betsy's drunk antics would would get him to the final i reckon he'd just win it okay would you rather go naked all the time or have a visible bubble so everyone can see your thoughts <laughs> oh this is this is a no-win situation because i I, my my brain is a horrible horrible place um but then i also my my body is a horrible horrible place as well <laughs> so um i guess my i guess thought bubble because i i'm probably i'd think better things if i knew everyone could tell what i was thinking Okay. As opposed to, and in, on the flip side of that is, I've tried to lose weight and I've tried to work out, and it's just all way too much hard work. Right. This one is um, I kind of worded it slightly different. Would you rather play for uh, play for Ireland in the World Cup semi-final or a middle Lions test? Uh, I don't have much allegiance to the Lions personally, so I'd go Ireland. Okay. Ireland in the semi-final. Don't even have to get to the final. Just to, to pull on the green jersey would be enough. Okay. Um, obviously, uh, Sweet Caroline, the old Sarah's anthem. <laughs> have you got a karaoke song? Or is... Have you got a karaoke song? Um... I don't really... I'm not a massive singer, to be fair. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the first one that came to mind, and I'm probably gonna get rinsed by everybody for this. But Barry Manilow, Copacabana. Righto. Okay. Don't judge me, <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> have Ch- have Chatham ladies got a um? Have they got a song? Oh, it could be any of the ones from Mamma Mia. The last time we were on the bus. Oh, okay. Never um, mind. Yeah, looting away as well. Two hours there and two hours back. A little bit more even with traffic. Yeah. Hey, Mamma Mia 2 songs. Actually, I'll tell a light. It was Mamma Mia 2 and Mamma Mia all the way there and then Disney songs all the way back. That's uncomfortable. That was my first away trip as well. It's a wonder I stayed, isn't it? <laughs> um. Right, before we get on to um, like all the thank yous and stuff like that, um, there's only one question left, isn't there? Oh, dear. Oh, no. Um, what's the best Bond film? I I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever watched the Bond film in my life. Um, so I don't know. Die Another Day? Are you having a laugh? I guess but. I'm going to guess by that sniff that it absolutely is not. Of course it's not. I, I'm not a Bond fan. I don't know. But for the sake of everyone at home, this has been going on for about four years now. So put everybody out of their misery. What is the best Bond film? Right. I'll count you down from three to one. Okay. In third place, it was on, it was on the other night from Russia with Love. Okay. Okay. At, okay. At number two, the first, um, the, the first Bond film 
not including um, Casino Royale, because there's been loads of those. First one, Doctor No, that's at two. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Okay. Okay. The best James Bond film is Goldfinger. Oh, really? Absolutely, 100% Goldfinger. Okay, there you go. How has nobody said that? Well, somebody said, oh, the man with the... Um, I think they said gold, and then they said the man with the golden gun. I thought they were going to get so it. So they were very... They were very close. Yeah. I feel like I feel like this is great though, the fact that we went all the way to the final episode. <laughs> I feel that that's I feel like that's the best way to end it, if I'm honest. The fact that nobody got it. It's yeah, I mean it's 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 the the best book and the best film, in my eyes. Well, I I'm probably not in a position to judge because to be honest, I I've never really watch the bond film to be honest so i i personally can't judge i know you watch a lot of it so i will i will give you the authority to grant that um i mean what what i will say about the, the what i will say about the bond yeah. um <laughs> franchise is that my favorites are obviously the, the the early ones um some of them were a bit ridiculous kind of carry on bond sort of thing but what's happened now is it's, it's almost gone away from the real bond and it's become more um more action and more more for like younger younger people really and it's it goes away from from what bond originally was a little bit of uh less of a storyline and more explosions that's what it is nowadays yeah yeah I wondered if that's what it was, yeah. I mean, to be fair, that's films in general nowadays. I think just just Bond is a is a particular spotlight of it. It's so, almost, it's almost yeah, the. No, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It's almost a Jeremy Clarkson way of doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, things on fire. But but don't don't get me wrong. They're, they're still good films. I still enjoy them. But um, my my personal favourite is, is Goldfinger, and it's. And it is the best one. No, I will. I will give you that. I will give you that. So now, think, now you've not watched any, um, any James Bonds, you'd have to go and watch it. I think. I think it's from. Uh, I think it's 1962. And it's brilliant. Christ Almighty. <laughs> uh, I maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's a follow up to this. As I will watch it and then give my opinion. <laughs> Uh, just bear in mind, my opinion is going to be worth zilch. Um, I'm 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 a bit of a cynic when it comes to films, so I don't know. But I I will give you that. Nobody came up with Goldfinger, so we will we will close the we will close that book on possibly one of the only undefeated questions on the UTS podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just a quick quick link as well. Talking of books, um. Chris Davis, he's. If, yeah. if you listen to his to his episode, he he at the time he was writing a book. He's now that book has now been published and it's out and it's available for download and available for um, uh, well in in a hard hard copy. So you know from all all bookshops and Amazon and get it on your Kindle, whatever you want to do. Um, 
Chris Davis, the, the book's called The Rules of Engagement. Absolutely. Go and check it out. Chris is a big fan of what we do. We're a big fan of what Chris does as well. Uh, I fully recommend if any of you are interested, if you're a big reader, uh, it'd be interesting to see if they turn it into an audio book. Hopefully they do. Um, if he needs any help with getting that off the ground, just just to let you know, Chris, I've I've done that kind of thing before a little bit. Um, but now he'll he'll get someone way more professional than me. Um, but yeah, no, go and check it out. It's all as Moxie said on the Amazon and your Waterstones, I imagine, various places wherever books are sold, wherever uh, Kindles are sold, all of that kind of thing. Um, I would fully recommend it. He's, you know, he's. I think he's got a, a master's in this, isn't he? I think uh, it was. It was part of a course he was doing. So yeah, go and go and check out the rules of engagement. I think that's it then. Yeah, I mean, all, I suppose all, you know, got some thank yous, haven't we? Really. Yeah. You know. Um, do you do you want to do you want to say the thank yous? I think because you were the one who, to be fair to you, was responsible pretty much for getting everybody on board okay i mean i've got i've got the list of of everyone here so yeah we'll do that um absolutely go for right. it right um yeah thank massive thank you to all the guests oh big deep breath here we go uh liam cooper george ft billy burns and jacob rowan uh scott rowe venus pete lodge bill waters scouse uh dan townsend and crispy Jimmy Mack, uh, Mark Waring, No Abuse, uh, The Lions Tourists, we got Pedro, Stan and Daryl, uh, Miss Cheltenham, Sophie, uh, Susie Bloom, Tony Pates, Paul Griff, we got Archie and Leroy, Andre, we got Ed Moran, Sean Meheron, uh, Josh Flounders, Chris Davis, Barto, we've got um, Gareth Evans, he was on, on one, uh, Matthew Francis, Gareth and Wayner, we've got Morris Chapman, uh, we've got uh, Dean and Kate, uh, Rich Brewer, Buster, A.D. Clark, uh, Matt Bayliss, we've got Tim Tellingcliffe, and uh, and Billy Fishman. That's that's uh, all the um, all the guests. A massive thank you to all of you. It's been it's been fantastic. Because we always we kind of weren't sure what the guest reaction would be like, um, so a massive thank you to each and every one of those uh, who got involved. A big thank you as well to uh, Cotswold Kitty Walks the Way, Tone Radio, Witchwood FM, Jazzy Heath Music, the Amateur Rugby Podcast. Uh, there's probably a few sponsors that I've forgotten as well. Uh, I'll probably make a correction about those a little later on. Um, Thank you to the University of Gloucestershire as well, actually, first and foremost, for letting us uh, use the Sauna Studio uh, and various other studios on regular basis. Um, that's always that's also been uh, a massive part of what we do. Yeah, going to miss that place. Um, yeah, to be fair, it's. I mean, we. I don't know if I'll still have access to it in the future, but you know, well, we've got the portable kit now, anyway. So, you know, if we can if we can get hold of it, it's a wonderful thing. If not. Uh, well, we'll still have ways of producing a show. Uh, so yeah, so 
I, th I think we've included everyone. Sponsors, guests. A big shout out as well to those who have helped out behind the scenes. Uh, Vicky Mason ran the desk on a few of them. So a big shout out to her. It's actually her birthday today. Um, or that'll be Monday when this goes out sometime later in the week. So a big shout out to her. Uh, hopefully she's doing great in pool. Um, she she sat on the desk and listened to us prattle on for a couple of hours uh, with the Jimmy Mack episode. I think there was another one as well, uh, possibly the Six Nations episode. I think she was on the desk for that as well. So without her, those two shows absolutely would not have been possible. A uh, big thanks to you as well, Moxie. Big, big thanks to you. Um, started off as co-host, then you ended up becoming, I guess, the, the, the guest liaison organizing the guests to come on organizing dates and times and everything else um you know as much as you say a lot of this is down to me because i edit stuff and i put stuff together the guests make the show so i think that's very much uh, a lot of the success lies on the work that you did and it's it's been a thankless job uh, i probably should have voiced a little bit more appreciation for what you do but you know as we've said hindsight is a wonderful wonderful thing i want to thank everyone who's paid attention to the show as well whether it's been likes on facebook or likes on instagram retweets and you know favorites on twitter uh you know wherever you've listened from in the world i know some of you are right here in cheltenham some are in gloucester london belfast dublin glasgow we've got listeners in brazil in San Francisco, California, Menlo Park, California, Los Angeles, New York City. Uh, we've had listeners in Hong Kong. We've had listeners in Australia, New Zealand, Qatar. We have uh, we had one listener from Iran. You know, um, just wherever you've there's there's way too many to list. We will literally be here all night if I do. So if I haven't acknowledged you, don't take it personally. It's just we've got about 30 countries that we've been listened to um even if it's just the once and i literally can't go through them all like i said we'll be here all night so wherever you've listened for however many shows you've listened whether it's the one or whether it's them all uh thank you so much for just taking the time to listen to our stories to listen to the guest stories whatever it's been you know you guys have made it the success that it is you know we were going to put it out there regardless of whether it got three or whether it got 400. And as it was, I think we ended up averaging about 120 per show, which I think had you told us that in 2016, I think we'd have probably both laughed at you, to be completely honest. Um, I, mean, I, just, I, just, I think I, I think I just want to jump in there, Dan. Um, I just want to say, you know, a massive congratulations to you, really, um, for making making this thing, well, making it sound as good as it does, um, having the foresight to get it off the ground and, and you know, get it going and, and to continue for much longer than we or anyone expected. Um, you, you know, you're, you're the man that made that made the magic happen. And you, you did, like I said before, you do all the, um, all the, the boring bits to, to, to knit it all together, put it all together. And, and you've done a, an absolutely fantastic job, mate, you know, Congratulations, you know, Dan Lodge, take a bow. Thank you very much. Honestly, it's been it's been a dream. You know, we've all had our individual roles to play. We've all played them fantastically well. 
I've been a great producer. You've been a fantastic co-presenter uh, and guest liaison. Our sponsors have been fantastic in supporting us when and where they can, including Tone Radio, letting us use their facilities uh, and their studios. Jazzy Heath has been throwing stuff out on social media in support of us in the past. The listeners as well, you've had a role to play and you've played yours probably better than any of us could have asked you to. Um, and we are forever in your debt for that, I guess. It's been fun. Uh, i be honest, I don't know how to really to wrap this up. So I guess on behalf of myself, thank you all for listening. Hopefully this show has been a lot of fun as we reminisce and we fully encourage you to go back and listen to all of the other shows. They're all free. Whether they stay on SoundCloud or not, I don't know. We might end up switching to Anchor because Anchor is completely free. We'll still be able to get them on the likes of iTunes and hopefully Podbay and Podbean, uh, those as well. So you'll be able to to follow and continue to listen to those shows. We're never going to charge for them. They will always be free and they will always be findable on the internet somewhere. Um, so if you've not listened to them, if this is your first time listening, go back and listen to them all. They are so much fun. Even the first ones when I'm a little bit green when it comes to presenting, go back and listen to them because the conversations we have throughout the, the past four years have been fantastic. Like we couldn't have asked for better guests we couldn't have asked for more fun making this show. It is one of those things where I think the time has just come for it to gracefully fade away. But, you know, it's not a goodbye forever. Like we've said before, it might just be a break. So hopefully you enjoyed this one. Hopefully you'll enjoy all the past ones. And just keep sharing them. If you want to follow us at the UTS podcast on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, uh, all of those will stay up. The website, utspodcast.com, uh, has been taken down. Um, I don't have the financial resources to keep that going anymore. Uh, we might bring it back as a free Wix site. I'll see what I can do on that one. Um, but all of our social medias will be open and we'll continue to share the links uh, through those uh, as well. So hopefully you'll be able to keep your eyes open on social media. And you'll every now and then you'll get a bit of a, a reminder, hey, this time three years ago, we interviewed such and such. Have a listen back because it's free. Why not? So hopefully you've all in, you've all had a great time. I know for a fact we've had a great time. Uh, nice, yeah. I think most of our guests, most of our guests have had a great time, except for one or two who uh, who who might have got a little bit slaughtered by the listener questions. Um, possibly fairly, possibly unfairly. Um, but I've I've had a great time. It's been a magic four years. Uh, this isn't the end. There will probably be something in the pipeline. We just don't know when, and we don't know who with. I mean, all, well, so, to me, all, all that's you know, all that's left to say is, uh, is thank you to everyone, you know, for listening, and thanks for making this dream a reality.
yeah, yeah. What I did, I um, I basically sent out a message to everybody that's ever been guest or or involved with the uh, uh, with the UTS podcast, and I got a few a few back. Um, some have um, replied um, with with written messages, and some have replied with um, with audio messages. So um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll read out the um the uh, the written ones first. Uh, this one from uh, from Matt Bayliss. Uh, Hi, Mark. Sorry that you're stopping the show. It was good fun. Stay safe. Okay. Um, Morris Chapman, a, a man of few words. He's just put, thanks. It's been good. Uh, got one from, uh, from Gareth Rogers. Hi, mate. Sad to hear that. But under current climate, understandable. Just thanks for the invite. I really enjoyed talking about all the good times. Daddles, uh, Phil Waters, he's just put uh, shame and, and he's asked, why is it ending? <laughs> but no, no, most people have actually said, you know, a shame and why is it ending? So, um, okay, we've got, we got a decent one off, um, off George as well, George FD. Um, he's put, thanks guys for doing a great job and going above and beyond the call. The Saris family only gets stronger with this stuff, even though a fair bit of resistance was given to you initially. It's the way all clubs will go eventually. Hopefully you can come back and do the odd special. Cheers, boys. George, no, thumbs up. This one off Crispy. Uh, he, he said, um, the UTS podcast was a great insight into local rugby and was always an enjoyable listen. Thanks, Mark and Dan. Um, yeah, Chris, Chris Davis, he was the last person on, on, on WhatsApp. Um, he's put... He can go on record as saying that he did the podcast three times. Uh, the first one being so much fun after his first season playing first team rugby. Then his two um, serious mental health ones, which he says, I want to thank you. Uh, thank you and Dan for giving me the platform to speak openly about mental health. Uh, Matt Francis, obviously over at Chatham as well. He, he gave me a, a thumbs up. Uh, Susie Bloom. She's just put, why are you ending it? <laughs> there, there was a question mark there, wasn't wasn't there? <laughs> okay, Stan Stan Hellwood, one of the uh, the, the Lions tourists. He's uh, he's replied with um, "Well done, mate. Top work." And a thumbs up. Um, Tony Pates. He's just text back. Um, Sorry to hear that, Mox. Uh, Listen to some funny stories and factual ones too. See you on the balcony soon. I hope. I've got this one as well. This is a reply from um, Dazzy Heath. So she's put back, um, hey, Mark, that's so lovely of you to message me. I'm so sad that your podcast is ending. I'm sorry I only just saw this message, so couldn't be involved. Wishing you loads of luck for the future. Take care and stay safe. Ah, oh, fantastic. She's out in Japan now. She's doing incredibly well. Literally just got engaged. I saw her on Facebook yesterday um, or well, Sunday for whenever this goes out, uh, July 12th. So massive, massive shout out to Jazzy Heath. Congratulations to her. Um, if she's getting married in Japan, I might not be able to make the wedding. Uh, we might have to start a GoFundMe in order to buy me a ticket. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm sure she'll know I'll be there in spirit. Okay, and um, the, the last, the last message, um, last written message, is from uh, from Wayne Smallman. He's put. Uh, that's a shame, but you had a great run and entertained me whilst on my travels. Oh, happy days. It was great fun to be part of the show with you guys. 
and my fellow turncoat Gareth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that. There, there were some great shows that entertained a lot of people and actually very professional sound wise. Wish you both all the best and hope to see you guys soon. Bye Okay, we've got some, um, some audio here. Uh, this first one's from Tunney. Hey, Marcus and Dan. Boys, just want to say um, thank you for, for sorting out the podcast over the last couple of years. I know you've put a huge amount of work into it and um, it's been really appreciated by everyone that's listened to it. I know the uh, the audience went, reached far and wide. Um, thank you for having me on. It was uh, it was great fun, a bit uncomfortable at times, but uh, it was uh, really good just to discuss uh, rugby matters. So uh, I'd like to thank you boys again for, for a wonderful podcast and hopefully you can get something up and running again soon. Take it easy, boys. Okay, we've got Barto. Dan and Moxie, uh, just heard the news about the UTS podcast. Moxie sent me a message through. Sad to see the day, fellas, but obviously all good things must come to an end. It'll be a, a missed uh, monthly date on my playlist. I think you guys did a great job. It was great to be involved and uh, keep up all the good, all good work up the Saris for next season. And uh, the best uh, episode for me was Chris Davis. Uh, I'm trying to get hold of his book over here in Osnay. So all the best, boys. Cheers, Barto. From a nice, beautiful, sunny, warm Brisbane. Moxie, Dan, first I'd like to say how sad I am that this would be your last show. You boys got me through my cycle ride to work on numerous occasions. Well done and congratulations on everything you've both achieved over the last few years. Good luck to both of you and we all here at Jarton Tigers wish you well. Arch and my sidekick, Leroy Umpa Lumpa Hughes. <laughs>